What's up, Earth citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews senior Caitlin Wardlow. She's a public relations major who wants to get into event planning. They talk about Caitlin's internships, what attracted her to event planning, and how she bounced back from a debilitating car accident without missing a beat. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rouse. She's the dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. This is Dean Chris Rouse of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. And joining me today is Caitlin Wardlow, a senior student in the School of Communications. Caitlin, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. So uh, let's start at the beginning. How did you come to Quinnipiac? So my story starts a little bit earlier than most people's. Um, I grew up in Connecticut. I born, raised, still live in Stratford, Connecticut, about 30 minutes from Quinnipiac's main campus. Um, my brother, when he was in the eighth grade and I was in the fifth grade, won a prize at the State Science Fair, which was held at Quinnipiac that year. So we came to main campus to pick up his prize. And I turned to my mom as soon as we got to the quad and I said, Mom, I'm going to come to college here. And sure enough, um, down the line, when I was looking at schools in high school, I wanted to be a public relations major. I knew that from the time I was a senior in high school. And Quinnipiac had an absolutely awesome program. So that's what I came. I toured and I fell in love again, but I fell in love with the School of Communications. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Did your brother go to Quinnipiac? No, he actually went to Sacred Heart University in Fairfield. Okay. Still close by. So why public relations? What interested you uh, in in wanting to do public relations? I knew that I didn't want a desk job where I would be sitting and staring at a computer screen, crunching numbers, or just answering emails all day, every day. I wanted a job where I could talk to people, where I would be interacting with people face-to-face most of the day. And I wanted a job that would allow me to have a a broad range of what I could do job-wise. So that's, I looked into the communications field and I found public relations and it seemed like something I'd be really interested in. And what I've heard about you is that you have, uh, in your public relations career at Quinnipiac, really focused on doing healthcare related stuff. Is that an accurate assessment? I, one of my big um, internships was at Connecticut Children's where I actually fell in love with event planning and the event planning side of it. A lot of what I've done is nonprofit. I've done the healthcare side of it with Connecticut Children's Medical Center. And I've also currently am working at Yale University in their conferences and events department. And you also intern for Special Olympics, correct? Correct. Yes, for two summers. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. What did you do for them? That was absolutely amazing. It was my first ever internship, so I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I was the communications and marketing intern for two summers, um, the summer going into my junior year and the summer going into my senior year. And I did social media. I was able to help run their social media pages during events, during day-to-day basis when we were having different kinds of just stuff going on, whether it be t- local teams doing stuff or all kind of, we have a lot of healthcare initiatives through Special Olympics we would post about. So I would help our director of communications with that. I would help plan events. We had our big summer games every year. That's the biggest um, games in the state on a yearly basis. So that would took a lot of planning and a lot of teamwork to pull that off. It's one weekend every June. And 
I also was able to go to local media days at iHeartRadio up in Hartford and do radio interviews, sit in on those with athletes and local law enforcement officials that um, were big sponsors of Special Olympics. What were some of the events that you did uh, or that you worked on for Connecticut Children's? Our big event that we focused on, I was there from June of last year through November. And our big event that I got to work on was the annual gala, which this year raised a record-breaking $1.5 million. It was absolutely insane. It was um, themed every year after a children's book or movie. So this year it was The Greatest Showman. So we had a complete circus-themed gala. It was absolutely insane. Um, But other than that, while we were working on that all summer, we also had the Gino Oriama for the kids golf tournament in June. We had Concorso Ferrari, which is a huge luxury vehicle car show that also happened in June, as well as several other smaller golf tournaments and fundraisers throughout the summer that we got to work on. So your your work for uh, Yale doing events for them, how has that shifted or how has that changed given uh, the current pandemic situation? It definitely has um, shifted. Actually, we were just told last week that we've been moved to an on-demand basis for interns. So we're not going to be working every day like we have been. As they have big projects coming up, we're going to be called back to work on it. But we've just been dealing with mostly now housing first responders. Um, They're putting anybody from Yale New Haven Hospital or any of the um, first responders in surrounding communities, New Haven, East Haven, West Haven, anything in the surrounding area, those people can come and stay in the Yale residential colleges, which is very exciting. We have 300 rooms available for them. So we've been working on getting um, rest, local restaurants to donate takeout to bring to them because they can't leave their rooms once they get in them unless they're going to work. So um, it's a lot of coordinating what food can be brought to them, when it can be brought to them, and also getting them so that they can have key cards and stuff so that they can um, get in and out of their rooms as they need. That sounds very cool. So let's shift a little bit. And I want to talk about what happened to you uh, about a year ago and how you've worked to overcome that. You were in a car accident about a year ago. Explain to us what happened and what you had to do to overcome that uh, in terms of completing your degree. Sure. So um, from August 2018 through January of this year, Um, I was working very consistently at a sports bar in Shelton, Connecticut. I was a hostess and um, I was working on April 14th, well, April 13th into April 14th, because I actually worked from four o'clock in the afternoon on April 13th through 1230 in the morning on April 14th. We had a big sports event going on that night. We show the UFC mixed martial arts fights that are normally pay-per-view only in the bar. So we had about a hundred people that would normally have to pay $50 at their house, come in and watch the fight for free at our sports bar. It was, it's always been a pretty big deal. So we always know that if it's a UFC fight night, you're staying late at work. And I didn't mind. Um, So when 1230 rolled around, I wasn't nervous about going home. I just got in my car and was driving home as normal. It's about a 15 minute ride from the restaurant that I worked at to my house in Stratford. And um, I pulled up to an intersection that I have been at hundreds upon hundreds of times in my life, no worries at all. It was kind of chilly. So I literally looked down to turn my heat up. And in the two seconds that I looked down to turn my heat up, a driver attempted to make a right turn, um, could not pull that turn off and careened across the yellow lines and hit me head on. Um, I very luckily did not lose consciousness, which was very, 
a very good thing, um, as I soon found out afterwards when he came over to talk to me, the other driver, that he was extremely intoxicated and was not of the right sound mind. Um, so I had to call and get help. I had to attempt to get him to calm down. I had to get him away from me as best as physically possible while keeping myself safe. Um, luckily, another driver pulled up in that time and got out of her car and went over and got him and calmed him down and came over to me to make sure that I was okay and had gotten the help I needed um, before she drove off as she didn't want to have to be an eyewitness with them when the police got there. But it was probably the scariest thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. I suffered a really bad concussion and a back injury and um, PTSD from that accident. Um, I'm very extremely lucky that it was not worse. My car had $10,000 worth of damage on it. It was spun 90 degrees and pushed back 25 feet from where I originally started. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. He, the other driver did not want me to call the police because he was very well aware of the fact that he was highly intoxicated. That was actually the first thing he told police when they asked him if he was okay was that I'm drunk. I'm okay, but I am extremely drunk. And he, I believe, was over double the legal limit, if wow. I remember correctly, from the accident report. And um, that just started this whole journey of recovery. Um, it happened on April 14th. So it was about two weeks before finals in the last week of class and all that craziness. Um, I was taking a full course load. I was taking 16 credits last, last spring. So it was a lot of how do I cope with this? How do I cope with having a concussion? I had actually just moved home. I lived on campus for the first two and a half years, but then to save money and to save driving back and forth from my job at the restaurant, I moved home and started commuting. So I couldn't just be dropped off at school and take the shuttle back and forth. I had to deal with driving on the Merritt Parkway every day, 30 minutes back and forth to school, um, which was very rough for having PTSD, not driving my car, um, cause that was in the shop getting fixed. It was not the easiest end of the semester, but I did manage with a lot of help to pull it off and not only finish, but get one of my highest GPAs yet. Luckily I had a lot of my final projects started by the time the accident happened. So it was just a matter of finishing them. Over the summer, about three to four weeks after the accident, I started my first internship at Special Olympics. And then three weeks after that started my second internship at Connecticut Children's. I kept my part-time job and I was also going to physical therapy for my back injury, PTSD therapy um, to help me be able to drive better because I was not able to drive comfortably. I was literally crying every day when I had to drive on the highway because I was so just traumatized from what happened. And then I also had to go to a the Yale Concussion Clinic because it was determined that my original diagnosis of a mild concussion was not the case and I had a much worse concussion than they thought. And because I was misdiagnosed and didn't properly take care of the concussion, when it first happened, I had now developed post-concussion syndrome, which is basically constant migraines every single day and not being able to have a lot of energy and be having to take a lot of naps is basically how we fixed that. I had to have different physical therapy regimens for that as well to help fix that. So it was a very whirlwind of a summer of not only recovering from my accident, but also 
working three different jobs in different capacities and different schedules every single week and preparing for my senior year of college. That's uh, pretty amazing that you've made it through that. <laughs> yeah, it's I, it was a blur. It was an actual blur. I'm not sure yeah. how I did it, but it it happened and I pulled through. <laughs> So when when you came back for fall semester, did you feel like you had recovered 100% or were you still doing the rehab? Um, my back was 100% better. That was, I had a really great physical therapy team who over the summer really got me back to where I wanted to be. Um, on the first day of therapy, they asked me like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And I said, I want to be able to have a backpack on again because for the last two weeks of the semester, I literally could not have a backpack on the spring because my back kept spasming. So they definitely got me back to that. Everything was good. My post-concussion syndrome was the only thing that was really still a factor as that can last up to a year and a half after your original concussion. So I still deal with very mild symptoms from that today, but it was worse in the fall than it is now. So it definitely was not um, in the fall I had a lot of just restrictions of I couldn't push myself too much. I had to like limit my screen time as much as possible. So it was definitely keeping a better time management system of getting assignments done over a certain period of time instead of just sitting at my computer for hours on end. And that's how I did fall semester because I definitely had to just keep myself in check because I didn't want to rebound back to the state I was in over the summer. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's that's unbelievable that you've recovered from that and, and done so well uh, this Thank year. That's that's just amazing. Thank you. So uh, what has it been like uh, to be a graduating senior and not be able to be on campus this last month? It's definitely been rough um, not seeing my friends, not being on campus. I feel like at Quinnipiac, we really take for granted like walking across the quad and like seeing the clock tower at the library and see we have such a beautiful campus and to not be experiencing it one last time as we finish out this year has definitely been a struggle. My professors are doing really well on Zoom of like making sure that we still have that feel. Um, and Dr. Cisco is my crisis communications teacher this semester, and she's done a really great job of checking in with us at the end of every class and um, keeping spirits up and cracking jokes during class and making sure that everybody's okay and doing really well. And I think that's really helped us because as seniors, we feel like we've missed out on a lot of like community building stuff and to have professors really trying to keep that up for us has been really cool. So do you have post-graduation plans yet or are you still looking? I am still looking. I have put out a few job applications. I haven't heard of anything yet. My internship at Yale was supposed to go through August, so that definitely was a little hiccup in the plans when last week they announced that we would be going on demand basis, which I did expect in an events department having no events for the foreseeable future, but I do have job applications out, so finger cro fingers crossed on that that something turns out from that. And, and is the idea that you want to go into event planning? Event planning is the ultimate goal. I would also um, be open to any nonprofit opportunities or corporate as well. Anything that I could really just get, jump in on feet first and just see where this takes me. Okay. And as you think back on your four years at Quinnipiac, what, what are you going to miss the most? I think I'm going to miss the definitely the School of Communications, the professors and everybody here really um, all of my like very best friends have come from either the School of Communications 
or the Quinnipiac community itself. It's just, we're so like tight knit and everybody knows everybody. And I absolutely love that. I love that my professors know me by a first name basis and um, know that what's going on in my life and can talk to me before or after class about stuff that they know I was working on or going through. And that's all what I've absolutely loved is how the community that Quinnipiac builds. That's great. Caitlin, I don't have any more questions. Anything that you wanted to mention that I didn't ask about? I don't think so. I think I got everything in there. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your time and good luck for the rest of the semester. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Sure. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. That was Chris Roush interviewing senior Caitlin Wardlow, a public relations major who wants to get into event planning. We wish her all the best as she's graduating this year and entering the workforce. But we're hopeful that our seniors are prepared to do what they got to do in this challenging time. Uncommon Grounds is a podcast hosted by Chris Rouse. She's the Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by me, David DeRoche. I also did the music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other apps. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QU Podcasts. Do you have a story to share, something you want us to talk about? Find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Sophia Topo, a senior media studies major and advertising minor. Until then, stay inside, wash your hands, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.